It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Wednesday, November 24th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, it's uh, Yu Chang Day on our countdown of the Cleveland Guardians 40-man roster heading into the 2022 season. Chang, of course, played the majority of the season uh, with, the, with the Indians last year, uh, bouncing around between infield spots as a utility guy, and then seeing a lot of time at, at first base, where early on in the season, he, he might have struggled a little defensively, but uh, it turned out, you know, overall, he, he wound up being their, their best defensive first baseman uh, on the season, uh, 86th percentile in outs above average over there. But really, it's the, uh, it's the hitting side of things where, where Chang, uh, you know, started to make an impact once he got to play regularly uh, for Cleveland this past season. Yeah, Joe, he, um, after he came back up from uh, Columbus, you know, in mid-August, you know, he really kind of put together a good stretch of at-bats. I think he finished the season, you know, from August uh, 13th on, you know, hitting right around 280, had some extra base hits, showed some power. And like you said, uh, I thought he played a great first base. I really did for a guy that hadn't played much first base. And, you know, he, and then he played all over the diamond. Uh, you know, DeMarlo Hale, the acting manager, you know, wasn't shy about using him at shortstop, second base, third base. So, you know, he really helped himself in, in that regard, I think. Yeah, I guess really the, uh, the only thing that, that stood out defensively to me was the, that early game in, in Chicago. I think it was, uh, it was back in, in May when uh, he, he cost the, uh, the club a, a game because he, he hit uh, Yasmani Grandal in the, in the helmet with a throw from first base on a, trying to turn a double play. Uh, but, you know, the, you know that, that mistake not, you know, withstanding, I think he did a – a pretty solid job over there, he, particularly on picking balls in the dirt. And that's where, you know, having a guy who's got a shortstop background uh, playing over there at first base, being able to work through the ball uh, that's, that's in the dirt in front of him. Uh, yeah, he, he, he actually did show some, some chops over there. Uh, but like you said, uh, after July 1st, he batted 280 uh, over the last 41 games of, of the season for him. Uh, after June 30th, uh, eight doubles, three triples, seven home runs, 25 RBIs, and an 867 OPS. Uh, that 867 OPS was the second highest mark on the club uh, behind Jose Ramirez's nine, uh, 902. So, you know, that's saying something when, uh, when Chang is one of your more productive hitters in the lineup uh, and he's not really playing every single day. Yeah, you know, the thing with Chang that always struck me Joe is he had such a great looking swing, you know, but you know, for so long, he didn't, you know, the contact was, you know, low and it, you know, he just swung and missed so much. And that was one of the reasons they sent him down. Uh, but when he came back up, he was making more contact. Uh, and we started seeing that power because he has, he has big time power. I, I don't know if he'll, how many home runs he'll ever hit, 
but you know, when he hits him, he hits him. So, you know, I would think if this guy would ever play, you know, regular to semi-regular, you know, you, you could see some pop from that bat. Yeah. 25, uh, 25 to 30 home runs might not be out of the, the realm of possibilities. If, if he got to play regularly, uh, the thing that, that comes across to me is that he has, it looks like easy power. He, uh, he doesn't look like he's particularly swinging hard. Uh, like you said, it's a, it's a good technically sound swing, but when he makes contact, the ball just jumps off his bat. It's, it's an easy, smooth kind of power. And uh, we've seen him hit home runs in spring training. And that's where you can kind of get fooled uh, with some of those monster home runs that he hits uh, out there in the, the thin air in Arizona. And, you know, we talk about how don't, don't fall in love with the, the home run numbers in, in spring training. But then uh, in, in 2020, he came to Cleveland for that summer camp and he was hitting balls to dead center field and just walloping balls, you know, looking like it's one of the reasons why he made the club. So you, you gotta, you gotta think if he's, he's ever able to just harness that regularly uh, there's a, there's gotta be a spot for him. Yeah. And I think it was, uh, you know, it was a good sign, you know, Chang is, is uh, out of options. And, you know, in this recent uh, roster purge or this, you know, you know, 28% turnover in the roster on Friday, you know, he, he's still here. He's still standing at least for now. And uh, you know, that's a good sign that I think he impressed the right people. And uh, you know, he should, you know, if he doesn't get a 26, you know, spot on the 26 man roster, it's an upset. I think Joe. Right. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I think he did enough during the season in 2021 to, to earn at least a spot on the roster in 2022 where is that going to be though? Is it going to be as a utility guy moving around every day, playing around uh, the diamond, you know, maybe giving Jose Ramirez a, a, a spell at third base uh, or is that platooning at first base? Because we saw, and we talked about what Bobby Bradley is able to do against left-handers. It's, you know, that that's kind of where he struggles. Do you try to give Bradley more at bats against lefties to see if he can break out of it? Or do you just say, hey, it's a platoon. We go with, you know, Chang in the lineup against lefties. Yeah, you know, that's a great point. Um, you know, Chang really, his, his splits, you know, what, 226 against lefties, 229 against righties. You know, I mean, he's, it's a little better against lefties than, than, than uh, you know, than uh, Bobby, Bobby Bradley. Um, would that be more if he, you know, platooned regularly? I, I don't know, but. You know, it's something to think about. I was thinking, you know, that this guy, to me, he, he screams utility guy. You know, Tito needs a guy like that, I think. He loves those guys that you can plug in all over the place. He, the, the one thing, he doesn't play the outfield. And I wonder, you know, if, he, if, if they could stick him out in the outfield sometime. But, uh, you know, I, I think uh, the way they use him, he looks like an out, an, uh, utility guy to me. Yeah, and I th- his presence might preclude them from being able to bring in somebody like a, a Chris Taylor, like you said, like you said, who has that positional versatility can play the outfield and the infield uh, as well. You, you would want one guy like that and not two. Uh, I don't think you're, we're ever going to see Chang in the outfield, but yeah. Uh, but he has demonstrated the ability to, to sit on the bench for a, a, you know, a week at a time and then come in and, and still, you know, get a hit, get on base some way, one way or another, uh, you know, and he's come up with uh, a few clutch hits th- uh, throughout the season. He's, you know, 
been in the middle of some some comebacks and some wins uh, over the last you know year and a half or so that really that's a bat you want to keep in the lineup at least on some sort of semi-regular basis. I don't think you want to, you know, have him sit for you know, week-long stretches, even though it looks like Ahmed Rosario is going to be your shortstop. It looks like if, if you don't make a move that Andres Jimenez is probably going to get a job, a chance to be the, the second baseman. Uh, where does Owen Miller factor into all of this? Does Owen Miller's presence, you know, uh, take at bats away from, from Yu Chang? Uh, all of these things, it, again, Miller and Chang to me uh, are, are pretty much the same, same guy uh, as far as what they can do defensively. It just Chang has a little bit more of a track record at this point. Yeah. Yeah. We just haven't seen a whole lot of uh, Miller. Uh, you know, he has, he does, he did play first base last season. I think he played second. I think he played, he played short as well. And, and I think he was, he played, he made some, he, he appeared at third base maybe a couple of times. I'm not I don't, sure. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I think Owen Miller played a couple of games at third. I'm not particularly uh, sure. But does does either one of those guys become uh, you know a, a trade piece or if you're looking to make a move, do you do you include one of these guys? Uh, Miller obviously would have more team control attached to him, but you know Chang I, I think could be a guy if. if uh, if a team's looking for a utility guy, then then for sure. But not a lot of teams are looking for utility guys in trades. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that would he would have to be kind of an an add-in piece, you know, to a bigger trade. I I, I would think, you know, and uh, you know, but you know, he does have like you call it the clutch gene. You know, he hit like th- well over three hundred with runners in scoring position last season, and that's you know that's a good sign. And you know, I think Joe, they learned something. You know, in 2020, if you remember when he made the team in the in the 60 game sprint, I mean, he died on the vine after that great spring. I mean, the great you know summer camp. I mean, he rarely they rarely used him. You know, right. and uh, uh, so, but they they he got a lot more playing time this this time around, especially when he came back up from uh, Columbus and and swung the bat well. And I like the fact that when he went down, you know, to Columbus, he, he kept he hit. You know, he, he didn't sulk. He, he reminded me of what Jose Ramirez did when he got sent down, what, maybe in 2015 or whatever that year was. And he just, you know, he tore it up in the International League and, and Chang uh, did the same thing at AAA and earned his way back. There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext and get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years and 
my son was born and raised here, and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even He's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. <laughs> so thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians, and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. Yeah, and, and him being out of options this year is going gonna, is gonna to help make that decision a little, I think, easier for uh, Cleveland to begin with. Uh, like you said, the things that he did well, hitting with runners in scoring position, hitting with runners on base, uh, that's, that's an approach thing. And I, I think if, you, if you've been around him just down on the field, he's, he's very easygoing. He's got a, always got a big smile on his face, not, uh, not really taking things too seriously. Uh, but, you know, when he's on the field, he's, he's, he's a gamer. That's, it's pretty evident when you see him. He's, he's not, you know, every mistake he, you can see he wears it when he does. Um, uh, I just, I think he's a, he's a good guy to have around. And I think the guys in the clubhouse uh, respect him for it. Yeah. And, you know, he's been, he's been part of the uh, Indians organization since 2014, you know, so he's been here a long time, uh, you know, um, you know, they signed him out of Taiwan, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, he kind of made that transition, the difficult transition, you know, left home, came over here, uh, you know, he, and uh, so I think he's, he's become part of the, the part of the ball club. And, and you always, to me, he's always, he's an interesting guy. He's a unique guy because you can see more in there. You know what I'm saying? There, there looks like there's a great ball player in there and, but how do you get it out? You know, that's the thing. Right. Uh, just a couple of other notes on, on Chang from the season. Uh, over his last 12 games of the year, uh, 13 for 42, batting 310, uh, you know, and he hit 333 with, like you said, runners in scoring position and two outs. Uh, also, he uh, had three – he was three for 17 as a pinch hitter, uh, including a home run, and he had – he did, he did Homer in three straight games uh, in uh, July, uh, July 24th to the 27th. And, uh, you know, that was you know, pretty interesting. Yeah, there's a, he, he goes on a little power surge there, and, and we, uh, we get to talk about him for a little while. Uh, as far as what a good season or what, uh, you know, what he needs to do in 2022, where does, uh, where does Chang, where did Chang's expectations fall? Uh, I think uh, I think the projections on baseball reference have him at 329 plate appearances, uh, 15 doubles, 10 home runs, and a 230 batting average. Uh, do you think uh, he could exceed those projections? Well, I, I guess it all depends on playing time, Joe. I mean, uh, to me, I you know, I would think I, I'd label him as a, as a dark horse for that second base job. Maybe you know, it seems like that there's going to be a lot of competition there. You know, they've got all these young infielders coming to camp, Rocio and, and Tanya, along with Owen Miller and, and Jimenez, uh, you know, and I would think Chang, you know, he has shown the ability to play second base, to turn the double play. Uh, you know, 
know, you probably like him better as, at first base as a platoon option at first base. But I think, you know, he'd, he'd have to, you know, have a have a say at second base if things went right. You know, he perhaps he comes out the winner of that position at that position. Does uh, does Chang play the entire season with the Guardians? Do you think he uh, he stays on the major league roster for the for the entire year? Well, I mean, it, it's either that or, you know, you kind of expose him to waivers or you just trade him, you know, so he's out of options. So, you know, I would think if he makes a club and he stays healthy, he's got a great chance to, uh, you know, play 162 with the, with the guardians. I, I, I just, does he, does he feel like an everyday starting second baseman? I, I just don't, I, I don't, I don't see that happening. I, I really don't. And yeah. I, I don't know if that's, you know, prejudice or what I it's it, it just he doesn't feel like a fit there at second base he's a big guy too he's bigger than you think he is that might, might be, be one of little, the reasons yeah he might be a little too big for the position but you know uh I don't think that would stop him uh but uh you know maybe uh, it, but I I don't see where where else he could have a chance to play every day it, unless something happens at first base and you know you right. they move you know you make a deal there or you do something there but maybe Maybe his his role is platoon guy at first and a utility guy, you know, around the rest of the infield. Well, and you really don't have a lot of positional depth at, at first base throughout the organization. Uh, it's it's Bobby Bradley, Yu Chang, and then, you know, a lot of guys who really don't, you know, move the needle, I guess, at, at this point uh, in, in the minors. So so maybe maybe we're, maybe we're thinking about this all wrong. It, it comes to mind, DJ LeMahieu is a pretty big guy it's, that, that plays a lot of second yeah, and, base. You know, so. I was thinking Bobby Gritch was a big guy. You know, that was I'm going way back, you know. In the wow, way back yeah, Hoinsey. I'm going to tap out when you start <laughs> mentioning Bobby Gritch. Uh, yeah, sorry, not going not gonna to happen there. Uh, all right, so we're heading into uh, the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, tomorrow we won't have a podcast uh, for you. We'll be back on Friday. We will take a look at uh, Nick Sandlin and what he brings to the club uh, here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, again, Hoinsey, uh, you and yours, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, have a great, safe holiday, and we'll look forward to talking to you again on Friday. Same to you, Joe.